start off, the NBA players and NBA have decided to play a 72-game regular season, which will start December 22nd. This is, of course, for the 2020-2021 season. Um, it'll start December 22nd, and it'll go to uh, mid to late June. It'll end before the Olympics uh, in July next summer. And um, training camps will start for the NBA around December 1st. Um, the NBA is just doing their best to make up for lost revenue because, um, for one, they're not going to have any fans uh, in, the, in the arenas this season. And also, if you have um, less games and the networks get less money and just the players also get less money. So they're going to do the best they can. Now the players have agreed to give up a bit of their salaries um, over the next two seasons to kind of help make up for lost revenue because of course the NBA and the owners do not want to lose a lot of money. So the bottom line, the NBA is going to play a 72 game regular season for the 2020, 2021 season. And the players will do their best to, um, make up for lost revenue and appease the owners, I guess. But uh, I'm just going to say it right now. The NBA is just not going to have the audience like it has the past three to four years, just because um, they went full political, frankly. And uh, a lot of people just do not want to see um, social justice rhetoric whenever they tune in to watch sports. They just want to watch sports and get away from politics in the real world. So, um uh, the players and the owners, frankly, uh, and Adam Silver, they've decided that um, there's no more social justice logos on the court or on the jerseys. Um, the jerseys will just have the last name on the back. And, um, I mean, the players can advocate for social justice all they want, but um, just putting it, making it the center, the front and center of a sporting event is just not the way to go because you will lose business, you will lose sponsors, and bottom line is – if you get woke, you go broke. And that's what the NBA is heading. That's the path that the NBA is heading down right now. So it's best for them to reverse course and start just playing basketball again. And uh, another thing before we get into the picks is ESPN. ESPN is losing a lot of business these days. Um, they just laid off about 500 employees this week. And, uh, a lot of them are really good journalists. I ha haven't looked at exactly who all was fired, but a lot of them were behind the scenes people. like The big on-air talent like Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, those type of people, they're safe. But that's a lot of employees to lose their job at a company. And these are the biggest layoffs that uh, ESPN have ever done. It's really sad because... I grew up watching ESPN basically every day. I absolutely love Sports Center. Just they gave me highlight after highlight after highlight, and it was just something I could binge and just enjoy. But now, ESPN in the past several years has just embraced the left wing politics, and it's turned a lot of people off, made them just watch other things, or just turned off the TV altogether. And so, back in 2012, I think, according to Outkick, ESPN had about a hundred million subscribers. And now the projection is by the year 2025, um, ESPN is going to lose about half of that. So they'll be down to about 50 million. 50 million subscribers is still a lot, but down from 100, over half the subscribers being lost in under in just over a decade. That is alarming to me. And that that just shows um, the amount of lost revenue is in the 
almost tens of billions for ESPN. And that's a very bad business model to, to sustain on. And so ESPN is going to have to figure out many different ways to continue staying afloat. I've heard rumors from a lot of different people that ESPN is trying to be sold by Disney to other buyers just because um, Disney does not want um, a sinking ship ship like ESPN to be at the center of its programming and uh, shows. So we'll see what happens to ESPN over the next um, year, two years, three years plus, because um, I, like many, have stopped watching ESPN on a regular basis because we are sick and tired of like all the politics that's on basically every single one of their shows, including Sports Center for a while. Sports Center has gotten better a little bit at not pushing uh, politics, but at the same time, uh, you know, there's just other things that I would rather watch, you know, on Saturday and Sunday rather than just getting Paul having politics being shoved in my face all the time. So. ESPN, I hope I hope you rebound and get back to where you were, but it's going to take a long time, and I doubt you'll be able to do it anytime soon. So now, finally, getting into football predictions. So we'll start off with college football this week. Top 25 games, you got Miami, North Carolina State tonight, and then BYU and Boise State tonight. BYU and Boise State, those are two undefeated teams. Um, BYU is a four-point favorite on the road. I'll go ahead and take BYU over Boise State just because I've seen a lar- larger set of games from them, and Boise State just hasn't proven much to me, so I'll take BYU. Uh, Miami should beat North Carolina State on the road. Uh, if not, then that's a big upset. Uh, so Saturday, top 25 games, you have Michigan and Indiana. Of course, Michigan is coming off that um, shocking loss at home to Michigan State last weekend in the big house. Um, a big one for, uh, I think Mel Tucker is his name, the head coach of Michigan state. Good one for him. His first, uh, in his first season, uh, after taking over for longtime coach, Mark D'Antonio, uh, Michigan, I just don't see them having Jim Harbaugh pass this year because Jim Harbaugh has been hyped up to be this Nick Saban, Urban Meyer type coach. And he's really not. He hasn't reached the Big Ten championship game at all in many years with Michigan. Um, he hasn't beat Ohio State either. Um, and I just – Michigan, it's, it's not a real contender this year. They, I bet when Ohio State comes into town, um, they, they will get smoked. And this week at Indiana, I don't think – I don't really have confidence for them to bounce back. So I'm going to pick Indiana to beat Michigan. SMU should be Temple. USC host Arizona State. They should win. Texas and West Virginia, that's going to be an interesting, interesting game in Austin. I'm actually going to call West Virginia for an, for a slight upset in Austin this uh, Saturday morning. Liberty and Virginia Tech. Um, Liberty's undefeated Virginia Tech's at home. Uh, I'm going to pick Virginia Tech, even though they're not ranked. Uh, Marshall will host UMass and should beat them. Cincinnati and Houston uh, will play in Cincinnati. Cincinnati should win. Oklahoma should crush Kansas and Norman. They're 38-point favorites. Iowa State should beat Baylor in Ames. Uh, Ohio State will host Rutgers, and uh, I don't see why Ohio State loses. Oregon hosts Stanford um, in Eugene at Autzen Stadium, and Oregon should win. Coastal Carolina should uh, beat South Alabama. 
at home and wish Wisconsin and Purdue have got has gotten canceled because you know COVID. Uh, the big games that I'm looking at this weekend, well, for me personally, since I'm a I'm an Aggie student, uh, A&M student, A&M is going to be on the road to take on South Carolina this week. Um, A&M's coming off a nice win over Arkansas last week in 42 to 31, and the score and the game wasn't really as close as the score would indicate. A&M was up 42 to uh, 15, I think it was 42 to 17, actually going into the fourth quarter. They at one point scored on uh, six straight possessions, scored touchdowns on six straight possessions. So Kellen Mon and the offense did a really, really nice job um, of putting up points. Just this week, I think AM's just rolling right now. Um, this is one of those games I think AM can show the committee that they can be a little bit more than their build up to be like. They can put up 50 plus points maybe on South Carolina. I don't think they will, but. Um, if they win like 38 to 10 or like 28 to 3, something like that, then that'll give them a nice boost for the committee because they're still, frankly, in the middle of the college football playoff discussion. As long as uh, their only loss is to Alabama. So as long as Alabama goes undefeated and wins the SEC championship, the Aggies have a legit argument. As long as they go 9 and 1 and just run the table against the rest of their schedule. So I think AM is going to beat South Carolina this weekend. Um, Oklahoma State. State will be Kansas State on the road. I just don't buy Kansas State uh, after that good 4-1 four, four start. They're just not playing as good of late. Um, the two biggest games of the weekend by far are Florida-Georgia and, and Clemson-Notre Dame. First, I'll look at uh, Clemson and Notre Dame. So this game is going to be in South Bend. Uh, Notre Dame's the home team. Clemson's number one, ranked 7-0. and Notre Dame's ranked number four at 6-0. and Um the big story of this game is Trevor Lawrence is going to be out for the game with COVID. And so uh, Clemson's backup quarterback is going to have to do pretty good against Notre Dame. Notre Dame's known for having a good defense, but Notre Dame this year, they haven't had a great win on their schedule and they haven't really been tested as bad as Clemson was last weekend against Boston College. Clemson did do pretty nice coming back from an 18-point deficit against Boston College last week. And although they don't have Trevor Lawrence on the road, they're still favored by five and a half. So I'm going to pick Clemson in a very hard-fought game. And actually, I'm rooting for Clemson a little bit because if Notre Dame loses, then that's another chance for AM to move up in the polls. Of course, the other big game, this is the cocktail party, as they call it. This is the Florida-Georgia game in Jacksonville at 2.30 Central on CBS. Um, Florida's number eight, number eight, ranked three and one. Georgia's number five, ranked four and one. Georgia is number five, um, and the record is four and one. Florida, I think, will pull the upset. I think they're sneaky. Florida, even though they lost to AM a few weeks ago, um, their offense is still really, really good. Kyle Trask is one of the better quarterbacks in the country, I'm not named Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Um, I think Georgia's offense is just not as capable as Florida's as putting up the offense and numbers that is needed to win in this day and age of football. Florida does lean on their defense a lot, and they got a win last week in Kentucky 14-3, but it wasn't, from what I saw and heard, it wasn't that impressive really. Stetson Bennett is just not the quarterback that Kyle Trask is. And although Georgia's defense is one of the best defenses in America, um, I'm I'm going to buy Florida, Florida in this game, their offense. So I will pick Florida to upset Georgia, and hopefully Florida wins. Then, uh, 
Georgia will uh, move down the polls, a move up, and that'll look better for a strength of schedule if Florida gets the win. So th- those are my top 25 college football picks. I guess I will look at other SEC games. You got Vanderbilt, Mississippi State at home. Both teams are near the bottom of the league in their respective divisions. And I'll, I guess I'll pick Mississippi State at home. Tennessee and Arkansas are in Fayetteville. I'll pick Tennessee over Arkansas, but that's a toss-up game. So moving on to the NFL. So last night was Thursday Night Football, as there is every week. And the Green Bay Packers went on the road against the San Francisco 49ers and um, laid the hammer down the 49ers. Aaron Rodgers was 25 at 31 passing, 305 yards, and uh, four touchdowns, which is quite impressive. Um, I guess we got a pissed off Aaron Rodgers this week. So the Packers are 6-2 and two, um, at the top of the division in the NFC North. They bounced back from their loss on Sunday against the Vikings. And, you know... The Packers are good, but they're just, I don't think they're absolutely one of the best teams. I think Tampa Bay is better than them in the NFC. They're certainly not better than the Chiefs uh, or the Steelers in the AFC. And I could pick other teams, also the, the Seahawks. They're not better than the Seahawks in the NFC. So um, that's a nice one for the Packers, but I do not buy that they're going to be as, they're not going to make a deep, deep run in the playoffs like they have the past year. So good one for the Packers, but I'm not buying that they've moved up a peg on the tier listing in the NFL. So moving on to Sunday games this week, Kansas City is going to host uh, Carolina, and they should blow out the Panthers in Arrowhead. The Texans will travel on the road to play the Jaguars. Um, both teams are 1-6. Both teams are definitely uh, out of the playoff picture at this point. Uh, the Texans are seven-point favorites, so I'll take them to win and cover on the road. The Falcons um, at home against the Broncos. The Falcons, they have a pretty good offense still. They got Todd Gurley running back, Matt Ryan at quarterback, Calvin Ridley, Julio Jones at wide receiver. They got nice before weapons on offense, and Denver's defense has not really been that impressive this year, so I'm going to pick the Falcons at home. The Seahawks are traveling cross-country to take on the Bills and Buffalo. They're three-point favorites, and uh, I will pick Russell Wilson against Josh Allen. Um, the Bills, like, their defense is is just not even close to what they've been the past couple of years. And also, um, Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league, not, main, not named Patrick Mahomes. And DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and the offense for the Seahawks should have a field day against the Bills. Josh Allen, I just don't trust to keep up with Russell Wilson, so I'm going to pick the Seahawks. Um, the Titans will host the Bears in Nashville. They should beat the Bears as six-and-a-half-point favorites. I just don't buy the Bears in their offense. Um, the Ravens will go on the road to take on the Colts. Um, this is a matchup of two pretty good defenses, but I'm going to trust Lamar Jackson to get it done on the ground, and hopefully the Ravens bounce back from their loss against the Steelers last weekend. Um, Lions and Vikings in Minnesota. I'm guessing – I guess I'll go with the Lions – Actually, no. I'm going to go with the Vikings because they're coming off a really good win over the over the division leader Packers. Dalvin Cook had four touchdowns last week. In fact, he became the first player in NFL history last weekend to store to score touchdowns on his team's first four possessions. So uh, he's literally carrying the Vikings at this point. Kirk Cousins is an inconsistent passer, but so is Matthew Stafford. Um, and so I'll pick the Vikings to win that game, I guess. 
Washington will host the New York Giants. Uh, they should win. That'll be a really ugly game. Raiders are on the road to take on the Chargers. It's kind of a flipping game. Um, I'm going to pick the Chargers. I trust Justin Herbert to get the job done against the Raiders defense, which isn't that great. Derek Carr um, can put up numbers too, but I think Justin Herbert at home will get the job done. So this is one of the other, this is one of the games that a lot of people are going to watch. It's going to be the Steelers taking on the Cowboys just because there's fans from both teams everywhere. Um, the Steelers are 14 point favorites at, in, in Dallas. Um, the Cowboys are just terrible this year. No explanation needed. Too many injuries. Their defense sucks. Um, the Steelers are undefeated at 7-0, and and they should move to 8-0 against the Cowboys. The Miami Dolphins will go on the road to take on Arizona. Um, I'm going to pick Arizona to win. Uh, Tua is going to have a really tough test against Arizona on the road. Um, I think Kyler Murray is going to outdo to outduel Tua, and I think the Cardinals just have a few more offensive weapons than the Dolphins. Um, I could see both teams putting up a lot of points, but I see the Cardinals and Kyler Murray coming out on top. Sunday Night Football this week is going to be a great, great matchup. It's going to be the New Orleans Saints taking on the Tampa Bay Bucks down in Tampa Bay. You got Drew Brees versus Tom Brady, two of the best quarterbacks in NFL history. Um, Saints are coming off a win last week against the Bears, and the Bucks are coming off a win on Monday. Oh, win over the Giants on Monday Night Football this past week. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bucks at home just because I don't trust Drew Brees can actually match Tom Brady. Both quarterbacks are 40-plus years old, but I just think the Bucks have too, too many weapons. And they and on top of it this week, they add Antonio Brown to the mix. Um, it's just really unfair how many weapons the Bucks have at the wide receiver tight end and running back spots. The Saints do have Alvin Kamara, arguably the best running back in the league. And we'll see if Michael Thomas plays, who's one of the top receivers in the game too. But the Bucks just have far too many more weapons than the Saints do, so I'm going to pick the Bucks to beat the Saints at home. And Monday Night Football this week is going to be the New England Patriots taking on the New York Jets up in New York. The Jets are 0-8, the worst team in football by far. The Patriots haven't been impressive at all really this season. They fumbled the ball away last week against Buffalo when they could have won or tied it. But they, the Patriots should beat the Jets um, in MetLife. And the teams with buys this week are the Bengals, the Browns, the Rams, and the Philadelphia Eagles. Well, that's the podcast this week. Thank you for checking it out. My name is Lance Sampson. This is Time Out with Lance. Um, support the podcast. If you do, tell your friends about the podcast. Send them this way. And I will see you in the next episode. Take care. Mm-hmm.